January 20th, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, Sunday, January 20th. I think this would be episode 14 of the Successful Comedy Podcast. Did you just say it was Saturday? Did I say Saturday? I think I said Sunday. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure either at this point anymore. shit. Saturday, Sunday. All I know is we got some uh, amazing footage for you to watch. I've been like messaging this to you for... I don't know, a <laughs> yeah. week now. And I, I have not watched it. it. And, and, but that's also like pretty dope because that means that we get to see the whole thing right now. And I'm going to put it in front of you. It's sure. a bit long. It's, an, it's R. Kelly in Ethiopia. Oh, shit. There are no cigarettes. Uh, hold on one second. Let me, let me pause this and uh, message my girlfriend. Oh, uh, that was the longest pause ever. Uh, I'm just gonna pop real quick to put my jump pad. She's gonna take on. a poop real quick. And, I'm gonna take uh, a poop real quick. Yes. Uh, we both realized. Uh, well, my girlfriend messaged me, and I, I was lucky. I was looking at the phone because uh, I turn off all notifications and vibe and stuff like that when I'm recording. But she's like, "Where's the cigarettes?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, I don't have any. She doesn't have any." Leany doesn't have any, so it's like, oh, I just realized, like, we, we just have to go and across the street and get cigarettes. It's like three below zero right now. So we're kind of just like, oh, okay. Uh, it's Celsius, so it's like 30, 35, 37 below zero in the States, in, in Fahrenheit. But, uh, yeah, we're back now. I'm making a nice J. I had a very interesting podcast, uh, I think... The way I'm going to lay it out is that you guys have just listened to it. If you're listening to this right now, what you're listening to is after uh, the podcast they did with Kuhn and Elias. Them boys over in the east of Amsterdam. Don't talk through the door while you're pooping on the podcast. It is very uncouth of you. It was very juicy. <laughs> it didn't even flush. <laughs> no, I like to let it just let it marinate. Let it mellow. Let it mellow and marinate in its own juices. But, anyways, uh, when you'll you'll listen to it, I guess. But uh, what, what what Kuhn and Elias and, and I talked about mostly was uh, the ADM thing, mm-hmm. the whole situation with the ADM and their opinions on it as well, which was a nice enlightening discussion actually, um, and it was nice to have some Amsterdamers who know about the ADM to kind of give their opinion on it too. Yeah. We've actually been there a bunch of times. Yeah. Know about the history and stuff. So that was, it was quite nice. And we kind of read through some of the, the articles and the statements that were made and stuff. Uh, that Halsema is a total fucking cunt. She really is. Halsema. Yeah. She, uh, she recently was hugging, uh, she gave this lady a hug that she met at, a, at an essay reading. 
mm-hmm. from Halsema, and it was actually an Adeyemer who was dressed nicely to go and see her and get her essay signed, <laughs> and then at the end of it, dropped that she's from the Adeyem. But in the beginning, she was like, "Oh, I'm so glad you read my essay." She's like, "Come here, give me a hug," and she gave she gave the girl a hug, and then Halsema said, uh, "Sorry if I smell. I just gave 200 homeless a hug." Because she didn't know... No, 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 because she had just got done with some publicity event where she's like... Yeah, but she didn't know she was talking to one of those no, homeless? No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh. That became news. Of course it did. Because <laughs> that's also a really fucking rude thing for a green left uh, claiming person to say. Yeah. Sorry know. if I smell. Sure, I really left you smell all people. the time. Yeah. Her reply was like, oh... She said that she, she didn't smell like homeless people. I only smelled her. <laughs> That's what? what she said. Uh, yeah. Um, and before she announced that she was an Adeyemer, Halsema did sign her essay, and she signed it with a quote from from someone. I don't remember, but the small the the quote was something along the lines of like, uh, in the end, the 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 hard work of the small will triumph over the big. What the fuck? Yeah, like, that was her quote that she put. That was before she knew she was an ADM person. But that's basically, that's exactly it. This is this is the kind of person that she's saying she is. I'm working for the little guy, but she's literally fucking the little guy in the ass. That's yeah, that's that's with the her mayor. eyes open too. With yeah, no with blindfold. A smile on her face, no blindfold, you guys. Face. She's horrible. Yep. She's really really not great. You know, and and you know why she got elected? Because she's green left, and because she's a woman. She didn't get elected. She just oh, got a. She just got appointed. Got appointed but, yeah. but it was but it was a favorable thing though, and and the reason being was of her political stance supposedly, and and the fact that she was a woman who were really up for that. And also from. And this just goes to show you that just because you're a woman, it doesn't mean. There's one quality they forget to mention. She's also a fucking sociopath. Like the less, rest of the leaders in this country. Yeah, you it's have to be. You have to have some sor- sort of uh, a personality when you do certain you things. You have to be a sociopath to be able to to, to sign an accord that. that says you're going to drop twenty thousand bombs on Syria. Yeah, exactly. I that, wouldn't be able to do that. You wouldn't be able to do that. That's why you're not that person. But the thing is, in order to get elected, they try and uh, show themselves as being a very kind, caring family people, religious, believe in all the Ten Commandments and all that other stuff. Thou shalt not kill and all that other stuff. Well, the fact that you claim that you are religious doesn't also mean that you are a good person either. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's just a whole messed up thing. Well, we touched upon that mm. uh, in the last episode. Uh, I can't wait for you to listen to it. I think you'll like it. Yeah. And then we also talked at length about R. Kelly. Because I don't know if you've seen it yet, but there's a R. Kelly documentary that just came out on Lifetime. They aired it over the course of six days. It was six episodes, but they put them out quick because they were for sure going to want to get that taken down and yeah. make that show not happen and stuff. But... It is the most damning evidence that you've ever seen on a TV documentary from Lifetime Network and stuff. I mean, like, a bunch of survivors from R. Kelly's uh, sex cult coming forward and speaking. Ones that have been with them for a long fucking time and finally escaped and got out of it and shit. His actual ex-wife who has two of his kids. Like, his only actual, like, wife that he had kids with was, like, a normal wife and shit. Like, she was trapped in his mansion for basically the whole marriage, had nothing to do with the kids, she was raising by herself and stuff, and when she finally left him, when she found out about all the sex cult shit, he has not, he owes, like, several grand in child support to his, his ex-wife and his two kids. Wow. Yeah. Like, he's really a horrible guy, and he has, 
the peeing tape is just the tip of the iceberg of the horrible degrading shit he's done to a bunch of women that he's brainwashed at like 14 to 17 to 18 years old like really young girls it started off with really young girls young black girls always black girls uh always it started and, and that's another reason why he's able to get away with it too because it's black people it's black girls and they don't care about black girls in the news going missing and shit like that and parents where's my daughter da, 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 da. and they just painted it as those girls are fucking hoes they're in a state where it's legal for them to make that decision at 17 and you guys are bad parents that's the way they painted it because r kelly actually has friends in the police force in chicago in georgia uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fucking crazy. The rabbit hole goes deep in this. And so it's you went all into this true. rabbit hole the past weeks. I watched the whole documentary series in one night with my girlfriend. Oh fuck! We stayed up till two in the morning watching this. We were like, oh, I have to go to bed, and we're like, well, how many more are left? Just one more. Oh, it's an hour and ten minutes. Fuck it, let's watch it. Yeah. Had to see how this turns out and shit. It's. I was like, my stomach was upside down, and I was like on the verge of a panic attack the whole time I was watching it because it was just like really. This is a public figure that everybody knows, you know, and everyone's like, oh, R. Kelly, you know, little pervert guy and stuff like that. You have no idea the extent of the horrible shit he's done. Like, this is, like, on par with, like, Jimmy Savile shit, you know, just just pedophilia and ritualistic abuse and brainwashing and brainwashing kids from going away from their parents and denouncing their families and... And, and sticking with him. He, one one of them he's had for nine years. And there was a video on TMZ of her. And she's like, oh, I'm totally fine. I'm very happy. And you can tell she's like... You can see in the background someone goes like this in a shadow, like cut. And then her face just goes... Like she's like a robot. Like it's really fucking crazy. And that's the first time her family has seen her their daughter in like seven years or some shit like that. And then still now two more years since then. Uh, the girl from the pissing video from 2003 or something like that from way back then, she was 14 at the time. She's still with R. Kelly now. Uh, the family denied that was her in the video, uh, even though uh, this little girl's aunt is a backup singer for R. Kelly. She saw the videos and she was screaming at the top of her lungs at the police and stuff. That's my niece. Uh, and the parents denounced it. They're like, that's not a her. And they also cut ties with that backup singer. Uh, what's interesting is to this day, and also on the Chocolate Factory record, which came out just around the same time, the, uh, uh, brother of, of the father of that girl, so that girl's uncle, so it's not on this backup singer's family side, the other side of the family, mm -hmm. he plays guitar all the fucking time for R. Kelly since around the time that girl appeared in his sex tapes and shit like that. They fucking sold that girl to him. And now she's her brainwashed sex slave, is brainwashed sex slave. And the parents denounced her existence and stuff like that. Like, what? this is... It goes so much deeper than just R. Kelly, like, had sex with some, some young hoe or something. It's nothing like that whatsoever. It is big money involved in paying people off and keeping them quiet about... From, like, poor inner-city families that need money so fucking bad... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...that they're willing to do some shit like this. Or their parents are crackheads or some shit like that. Fuck. And a lot of these girls never come back and stuff like that. And the documentary focused on the girls who got out, kind of kept their heads straight, and the girls whose parents went fucking ape shit looking for them for so fucking long till one day they actually found them and grabbed them by the arm and pulled them out of the studio or wherever the fuck they were trapped in and stuff like that and got them the fuck out of there. And, and they had to have, like, mental rehab and deprogramming yeah, and shit like that like almost every single one of them went back to him like seven or eight times before finally breaking free from yeah, spell yeah, they yeah. would actually escape their parents house after escaping his abuse and all this shit go back to him it's fucking crazy and he had hired goons who would threaten the fuck out of them that they're gonna kill them they even threatened to kill Dave Chappelle 
when he made that sketch, the I wanna piss on you. Yes, I do. I wanna piss on you. I wanna pee on you. You know that on Chappelle's show? Yeah, I know sketch? that, but that's like... He told the joke saying, uh, R. Kelly was mad, boy. He said, man, Dave, why you gotta make a video about me pissing on people? And I said, nigga, why you gotta make a video about you pissing on people? And that was the joke and stuff. But the real story of it is he just told it like a week ago in a club, drunk. He told it on stage with a microphone. Uh, there's a video of it on YouTube. He tells a story. He's like, yeah, it's like about four in the morning. I'm in my fucking hotel after doing something at a club. And uh, suddenly uh, there's about 15 R. Kelly's fucking hired goons in my hotel room. And they start threatening me and pushing me around saying, like, if you make any more jokes or start speaking out about R. Kelly again, like, your, your family and yourself, you're all going to be very hurt and shit like that. Well, and he was like, I was like, I f-. he's like, that's around the time when I was saying Hollywood's a fucking joke. I don't want to be a part of this anymore and shit. Like, it was around those times. Like, oh, so the whole thing of it is like these people are gonna fuck children, and you're not gonna say shit about it. You're gonna get away with it. You know, they're gonna get away with it and keep your mouth shut. And she's like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this. You know. So that's that's it was that's some crazy shit. Some crazy crazy shit. I highly recommend you download this and watch it. It's not on Netflix. It has to be downloaded. I can put it on a USB stick or something for you, maybe. But I, I can also try to download it on my phone. It's called Surviving R. Kelly. But the thing is, with these kinds of based on true story no, no, horror no, 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 stories. No, no. This is not no, based no. on true story. This is literally interviews and they're going through his house and stuff like that that he was a victim from. Yeah, but from. that's like, the thing. It's, it's such an emotional 100%. roller coaster every time to watch for me to watch stuff like that. Like yeah, I get truly that I get but because I'm a very sensitive person to that are, kind of stuff. We were big fans of R. Kelly though. Like we we got a lot of joy out of that Chocolate Factory album. But you know uh, what a lot of those girls are saying is that literally every song in all of his albums are about something that's actually happened in his life. Yeah. And, and they're Shut actually up. about some... They're actually about... Exactly. They're actually about real... Yeah, 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 yeah. He is fucking crazy. He's fucking crazy. And you know what? He's been picking up little girls before he was famous. Uh, when Before he was famous and he was in his 20s and shit like that, mm-hmm. he would hang out at this one fucking McDonald's in Chicago and pick up 14-year-old girls from there that go missing for a while and shit. He had his little recording studio. He was like, I'm going to be the next big thing and stuff. He actually did become. But uh, he was doing it from the beginning. Like, Aaliyah as well. He had married her when she was 15 years old. Yeah. They they faked her, her birth certificates and made it look like she was 18. She was actually 15. They had it annulled. But apparently he did this about three or four or five different 14-year-olds or something over the course of several years. It wasn't just Aaliyah. They actually started digging up, like, public records of this stuff, and you see constantly, like, these court cases that started and were settled out of court, constant with parents, uh, cases of sexual misconduct with a minor and stuff like that, over and over and over, hundreds, and they're all settled out of court with about $250,000. So where is R. Kelly now, right now? In Chicago or in Georgia. He's still roaming free. Uh, After this documentary dropped, Sony dropped him from the record label, which he's been on for his entire career. Um, and he was one of their biggest revenues as well. Because yeah. even even during all these huge scandals and stuff and court cases, him being in prison and all that other, going to prison for raping kids and stuff, his sales were still better than ever. Nothing could touch him. He it didn't hurt his sales at all. What the fuck? You know, it's which really is, crazy. Which, yeah, it's fucked up. Why would you still continue to support somebody like that? Well, they had psychologists on there talking about that as well. And they said it happens time and time again. It's not just R. Kelly who's done fucked up shit. There's plenty of artists that we all extremely admire 
and love and call legends that have been caught red-handed doing fucked up shit. They cited Michael Jackson. People still legendary call him legendary and king of pop, and they love Michael Jackson. They're obsessed exactly. with him, and it's well known that he fucked kids. Well known. It's it, it's proven that he's fucked kids. Like, yeah, we talked about when, it in the when, he, when he got a thousand kids all saying that. Like, there's no way that there's a thousand liars, and <laughs> there's no fucking way that shit happened. Uh, and uh, another example of it is uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, he's an old school guy. He did the song Chantilly Lace. Oh, baby, that's what I like. Chantilly lace and a pretty little face and a ponytail hanging down. It's, it's, it's a it little sounds, bit... It sounds uh, familiar. It's, yeah, it's, it's an old rock and roll song from yeah. back in the day. He's done a lot of famous songs, Jerry Lee Lewis. He did a goodness gracious great balls of fire. Do, 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 do. That guy. <laughs> yeah. This guy, he married his 13-year-old cousin when he was like in his 30s. Oh, fuck. Famously. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, what the... Okay, cool, cool, Yeah, cool. there's all kinds of weird fucked up shit Yeah, there. yeah. Elvis Presley and his wife. His wife, uh, what was her name? Marie? No. Teresa? No. Priscilla. Priscilla? Pris- or is that his daughter? Monica? No. Monica? No. Chelsea? No. Is it Lisa Marie Presley is his daughter, right? I believe. Lisa Marie Presley is his daughter, and Priscilla Presley was his wife. And she was also quite young when he married her. He took himself in a nice young chick. Anyway, it happens a lot. Not to not to uh, um, not to subtract from what R. Kelly did or anything by any way, but it's really fucked up. It's this documentary is going to. I cannot listen to R. Kelly anymore. There's I really cannot. Oh my god. So I, I can't do it. No, there's a point. And it also had to make me think, because they said, what they said, the psychologist said about it too, it's like, with bands we love and musicians and poets and artists and filmmakers and stuff that we love, we tend to put those things aside because we have already attached really great memories to that music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dance to that song at your wedding. You know, uh, there's uh, a lot of R. Kelly songs that uh, are about like having that family reunion with your family and stuff. And it's a very black thing to have these family reunions every year and stuff. It's like, it's a kind of a cultural, subcultural thing of theirs and stuff that these big ass barbecues in the park where the whole fucking family gets together yeah. from all the states and shit it's crazy uh the just like and so a lot of people have memories attached to it like that and that's why people are like oh he's innocent nah, 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 nah. that's why i defended mike gordon when with the whole thing with the where he was taking pictures of some girl at a phil lesh concert uh and there was an amber alert called out they're looking for this girl they found mike gordon with her at a boathouse you know taking pictures of her so and if you look at the fish fan, if you ever want to piss off a fish fan online, really easily just say Mike Gordon is a pedophile and just walk away <laughs> with the explosion going on behind you and you're putting yeah. your sunglasses on and shit. That's all you got to do. Your monocle. <laughs> <laughs> or you just look at the camera and smile and the music, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's really... Uh, it's a weird thing, uh, this R. Kelly shit, though. It's, it sounds and, and, like and it. And how we actually will yeah, minimalize it if you really love the music and stuff. And, and that's kind of what I did in the first place when all we really knew publicly, generally, was, was the pissing video. Well, to they be honest... They didn't explain the extent of what was on that video. There's way more degrading shit on there, and he fucked the living shit out of that 14-year-old in every hole. <laughs> I, I never saw the pissing video. Well, me either. I won't. I don't, I child just, porn, I don't want to watch this. I'll just hear, I just heard about it. I've seen in the in the documentary they show everything of the video that isn't pornographic. 
but so you still, can, but you can still see harsh. that it's you can see that it's in R. Kelly's house in a very special place of his. It's called the Colorado Room because it's a basement and it looks like a log cabin with stones and a mural of a mountain and shit like that. It's fucking weird. It looks like an old hunting lodge or something like that out of nowhere in this like rapper mansion. Ew. It's called the Colorado Room. The girls nicknamed it. And uh, among the things in the video is one of the girls who escaped is the girl who got a hold of the videotape. Once he really, once he started filming girls and it was without any, he would just like come into the room where they were, set up the tripod and just start fucking them. You know, there was no consent whatsoever involved in any of this shit. You know, you're just gonna do what R. Kelly says. You gotta call him daddy at all times and shit like that. <laughs> None of the girls are allowed to talk to each other or, or look at each other or anything like that. They're not allowed to look at any of the guests. You must only look at R. Kelly and be like, oh hey daddy, and jump on his lap and give him a kiss. I'm so glad you're home. Shit like this. Yeah. yeah. So that 14 year old girl, she is now the trainer. For all the other girls that come into the place. Still? Yeah, she's still there. She's got to be in her in her mid-late 20s now. Or maybe in her 30s by now or something um, like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fucking crazy. And she's now the trainer for all those girls. And what, the, what these girls had said was like, if you are going to become one of R. Kelly's sexual partners, the first thing you're going to do is have sex with her. And she's going to teach you everything that R. Kelly likes and teach you uh, all the degrading shit that he likes and stuff. And they're going to start working on you with toys and stuff and kind of prepare you for fucking R. Kelly and all this other kinds of crazy shit. It gets pretty deep. You're going to want to see this. She's the... She's the... I know I'm telling you a lot, but this is nothing. <laughs> this is still like the sneak peek of, of what you will see if you watch yeah, this gonna shit. Yeah, I'm going to download it. You're going you're gonna to love it. But there was this video you wanted to show me. Yeah, there's... <laughs> and this, this is going to be the lighter side of it all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this is new year's this year in uh I'm doing like this I can yeah Which one? Mm. It ties in. <laughs> it ties into the dock if you look at the timeline. Oh. Yeah. Because there's an escape around this time. Yeah. We broke up. He's so devastated. Why? You know, all those concerts around the fucking country have been canceled. Is there anybody out there There's a hashtag movement called Mute R. Kelly that's been stopping his shows around the country. He's playing in Amsterdam. I hope it comes out here, too. Just watch this. These lyrics. You gotta be what? Single. Oh, he's scouting. Yes. One of the more recent girls he pulled right out of a concert with that she was there with her parents, gave the number. A couple days later, she was missing. Been gone for like four years now. Yeah. But now she's 20, so they can't do anything about it because she's technically an adult. Anyway. Now, I would like to get to know you and talk to you. 
have a drink or something and we can just have something to eat and just but at the end of the conversation at the end of the conversation I'm gonna want you to come back to America with me I know I am best R&B lyrics are coming up so you gotta be willing to split the difference come to America and see me I come out here to see you in Ethiopia It's so hard to get back and forth, so hard to get back and forth. Problem. How am I gonna get you from Ethiopia to America? Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> Look, now he's gonna think. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's really deep in thought yeah. right now. Like rubbing his chin yeah. and his mouth, like, hmm. I got it. Listen. Oh, he got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. <laughs> Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come video do you have your passport did you get your shots <laughs> girl <laughs> then you better come with me girl did you get your shots Ooh, <laughs> baby you look fine did you get your shots Ooh, this this ethiopian babe is fine as hell she got her shots and everything <laughs> you can see the trade yeah stick marks. she got the paperwork to prove she got her shots it's in a sticker in her passport that she also has <laughs> oh, so she's ready to come back to America. There's this clip in one of the documentaries, in one of the episodes, that when you see it, you're going to laugh your ass off, so I'm just going to point it out to you right now. I can't, I won't be able to find it online or something, but I'll just tell you about it. There's a point where one of the parents, they start doing these, like, public press conferences to say that, like, to basically plead to their daughter to come home and hope that maybe she sees it on TV or some shit like that. Kind of get through to her, because mm -hmm. that's what her lawyers are telling her that she should do, and the psychologists and stuff. So they're holding these public speaking things, and they clearly have not, they're not very used to this. And I feel for them, I feel very bad for them. That's not, you know, what's funny about it. But um, the guy, the father and the mother are standing there at the podium, and the father, like, the mother introduces herself, blah, 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 and he almost cuts her off. And he's like, <laughs> he says it just like this. My name is Tom Silva, Stockholm Syndrome. It's what my daughter has. <laughs> <laughs> But he was trying to be like, my name is Tom Silva, my daughter's name is da 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 My daughter has Stockholm Syndrome. She's been kidnapped by da 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 But he's just like, he's so nervous. And like, he was like, so like, he was just like, my name is Tom Silva, Stockholm Syndrome. It's what my daughter has. <laughs> he was just like, he meant to say like a more articulate sentence. And yeah. he was just like, Stockholm Syndrome. It's what my daughter has. Like he tried to like, 
Hey, yeah. like, like, I, oh, okay, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. We've got this. <laughs> Pulled it together, nobody noticed that. Yeah. But it's a really funny line the way he says it. I've been doing it, like, for days now with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> because she also has Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> no, I won't say Stockholm Syndrome. I'll be like, here you go, honey. It's, uh, it's uh, kind of an Asian chicken sort of dinner. Orange juice, it's what the sauce has. <laughs> 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 I've been doing it in like so many ways like whatever random sentence or whatever I'm talking about if I can like think of a way to say it in that way I've been doing it just kind of really banging it into the ground <laughs> banging I've, I've also been like waking up in the morning and like rolling over and looking at my girlfriend and she's like good morning we're like do you have your passport <laughs> <laughs> did you get your shots she's like yeah I don't, did you get your shots she's like yeah Right. She did get her shots. She actually yes. has more shots than I do because she's traveled uh, around the world and gone to all pretty much most of the countries or zones where you need to have special shots. Are stuff. those shots still still like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they still go on like years after years you and got... years? Yeah, yeah. What? You probably got to get them redone like every decade or so. Or something I didn't. Like I thought you had to just. I think it depends on the shot, but most of them you just got them and you're good for a while. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. they thought it was like. Just six weeks or something. No, they're, they're vaccines, and just like when you were a kid, you got a series of vaccines at certain ages and stuff. You don't go back for more of them. Once you get the polio vaccine, you're vaccinated against polio. You know, and the same, like, we don't get the malaria vaccine over here because we don't have malaria. I got vaccined for something, and I still got it in the end. Yeah, And well, it was a fucked up disease. It's called King Hoost. I'm going to Google it right now. But the, in English. The, you got it, like, right after getting the vaccine for No, it? no, no. Oh. Like... Years later, when, oh, when well, I got the vaccine when I was a young kid. Okay, well, I mean, it can still happen. You can still get it, but you're not going to die from it is the difference. Like, well, if you I didn't felt have that like vac- it for nine yeah, months. Yeah, well, if you, if you had the vaccine, if you didn't have the vaccine and you got that illness, you probably would have died. It would have been a lot True, worse. and especially if it was the 1800s. Yeah. The, well, whooping, co- the whooping, oh, cough. whooping cough. Oh, whooping cough. Yeah, sure, you'll get that anyway. But whooping yeah? cough, yeah, whooping cough, like, if that will develop into pneumonia or even further problems and scar your lungs and shit like that. Yeah, that, that too. And, and but... Getting vaccinated for that makes it just an illness that you get over after a while, and it's not uh, deadly. Yeah. It can be, but it, the vaccine really fucking helps. <laughs> well, the thing was, with, with this, this whooping cough, I had it when I was 13 until 14. I had it for nine months, nine or ten months. Jesus. Yeah. And the problem was, the doctor did not seem to um, believe me, as if you will, because they what? thought I was smoking. Which is ironically quite a few years before I actually started smoking. <laughs> I was so against smoking and drugs and stuff like that when I was a little kid. Me too, very much so. so. Against it. And still, when I started smoking, I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Why?" But then oh, it, not me. it turned out to be cool. So I was like, "So I was wrong about this." <laughs> this <laughs> is actually mean, awesome. You mean cigarettes or weed? Weed. Oh no, with weed, me too. It was in the first time. It was immediately like, "Oh yeah, this is my shit." Oh, this isn't cigarettes, wrong at all. not so much. Because for some reason, I was like, oh, weed's, weed, this isn't a drug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the first time was like a blanket being laid over my brain. I don't see myself killing my family over this. Yeah. <laughs> today, some, no, I'm not going to touch on that today. You're about um, to kill your family today? I was about to kill my family today, but yeah. uh, then I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, not today. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> the boy in the mirror. <laughs> And you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was oh, I was telling something. Oh yeah, the whooping cough. Yeah, the whooping and, cough. And this fa- the the doctor <laughs> did not believe me. She gave me uh over these the course of nine months or ten months, she gave me like a whole different array of medicine for a whole different array of diseases she thought I had. I died. Like she thought I had asthma, she thought I had uh, pneumonia. Maybe in the end, too, because it was really fucked up. I could not breathe from coughing many times in the day, also when I was sleeping. And she did. She was like, yeah, well, just just keep another week then. Just do it another week. Just We'll see you after one week. And then for nine months? Nine fucking months. And for three years after that, too, I could not be hugged too tightly by people or, wow. or had so, have so, because the, the, the muscles around my lungs had been cramped up so badly. Wow. And then at the, some point I started smoking weed, and then uh, yeah, that helped. Pretty, that helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so but, smoking weed does wonders for my asthma. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, some people claim it does if you only vaporize it. Well, yeah, if you vape it, you can breathe vapor if you have asthma. You just can't smoke and put irritants in your lungs, which to smoke is an irritant. Yeah, it's just. We're mixing it with tobacco, so it makes it quite smoother. So you don't cough when you breathe. Yeah, we mix it with another toxic herb that uh, well, it's not really a herb. If you just lived in a smoke environment or something like that, or it's just like more than fifty percent smoke in the air, you just die. You just suffocate eventually, really slowly, and you you die in your sleep at some point. That's why I'm hotboxing in my apartment so Mm -hmm. often. Mm. Speaking of hotboxing, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five is coming to the Q Factory. February. Um, what is that? I thought you were talking about a movie. And I was like, why are you talking about a movie? Well, because we're going to fucking hotbox our asses off at the Grandmaster Flash concert. What is Grandmaster Flash? Grandmaster is Flash is one of the guys that invented rap music in the 80s. Oh. He did the message, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. That guy. Fucking, uh, that guy. That guy. Um, got a bunch of other stuff. Actually, I don't think it's the Furious Five, because that's the old, old, old group that he had, but Grandmaster Flash is coming, and then afterwards is Curtis Blow, in sometime in May. Curtis Blow is also one of the original rappers, and Curtis Blow sounds like this. Clap your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. <laughs> it's shit like this. <laughs> it's like, my name is Curtis, and I'm here to say I like rapping every day. <laughs> it's like the original shit, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's wave awesome. your hands up in the air. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and wave them around like you just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> really, that whole song, the brakes, is like that. Brakes on the bus, brakes on the car, brakes to make you a superstar, brakes to win and brakes to lose. But these here brakes will rock your shoes. <laughs> okay, and you're gonna go to that concert? Probably. Cool, cool, cool. Probably, probably. I'm going. I have a good residence concert schedule happening soon. Uh, okay, so I have. A, I meant to say I have a good concert schedule coming mm-hmm. soon. Um, I'm going to see uh, the residence next Tuesday, not this coming couple days, but nine days from now. Yeah. I'll see them in Eindhoven at the Musikgebouw, so that's pretty cool. So you're gonna go to Taco Bell? Nah, fuck that. I don't care. Then uh. Taco Bell sucks. I then would still go. February 11th. Wait, uh, what, 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 uh, nap, whatever, never what? go. Go, February. The res- about the residents? Yeah. yeah, well, you know, look them up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, who, who, who are what um, residents again? <laughs> then, uh, one that you probably don't know is, uh, Jerry Paper. I got these tickets a long time ago. 
um, and they moved the show and stuff, and I thought it was canceled, but the ticket's valid, so I can go. Uh, they're playing at the Cinetol. Uh, that the is... The Tollstrats or whatever. Tollstrats. Yeah. Cinetol. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be at the Sugar Factory, but it got moved. Um, but Jerry Paper is dope. It's like uh, L.A. synth pop experimental stuff. You know the kind of crap I like, and uh, it's kind of like likened to Mac DeMarco, but with a little more synthy weird weirdness to it. And he's a very strange fellow as well. Kind I of see. performance art a little bit. It's cool. So I'm excited for that. And I think there's like two or three opening bands that he brought with him from L.A. So I'm interested in checking those out. I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, Grandmaster Flash, end of February. I'm not sure if I'm going to go. I'm probably going to go. Another one I don't have tickets for, but I should get soon. Um, Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001, uh, played by an orchestra. La-da-da-da-da. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. <laughs> Done by, like, an orchestra. Like, Metropole or some shit like that. Where? Uh, in Amsterdam. And something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be somewhere, <laughs> but that's coming. They've been advertising that since last year, and there's still tickets available, so I want to go to that. What? I think they'll let you smoke in there too. It's gonna be, it's gonna Probably be crazy. Not. No, I think they will. You, you know, in Amsterdam with these kind of events, when it's an overtly stonerish band, they tolerate it. They let it happen. I've seen it all the time, especially if the artist performing on the stage sparks a joint, which you see a lot with touring bands when they hit Amsterdam. They're like, hey, I'm so glad to be here, and they light a joint, and everyone's like, woo, we light a joint, yay, you know? It happens a lot. When I saw Slightly Stupid, which they're like a total like punk and reggae band from Los Angeles, they're kind of like Sublime. They were friends with Sublime back in the day as well. Like They got famous because of Sublime. They put them on their record label and shit. Nice. Slightly Stupid is the shit. They're fucking great, and they're a total stoner band. Bunch of white guys from California and shit, you know? But they sound like Rastas. It's really nice. But also with punk rock mixed in. It's fucking... Oh, I love that band. I took my girlfriend there when when we were only together for like a month or so or something. I took her to see Slightly Stupid. And, was, <laughs> and the, the lead singer pulled out a joint and started smoking, and he threw it out to the crowd for us to smoke too. And I was like, fuck. So I actually just ran out of the venue, went to the Bulldog and bought a bunch of weed and came back in and started smoking weed in the venue. And nobody stopped me. And everyone was smoking. So if you ever see the guy on stage puff a joint or a cigarette, that is a positive signal to go ahead and smoke in the audience. They never stop you. It's happened to me many times in Amsterdam. Okay, okay, okay. I haven't tested it outside Amsterdam. No, outside of Amsterdam, I found that people uptight. really don't dislike weed. I've been to numerous venues all over the, uh, the country, and then I sparked a joint outside, and yeah. numerous times in different cities and different parts even, like, like the security, cities? security, or or people that just really? are... are, are uh, Concert goers, yeah, they yeah. would either be snarky or bitchy about it, or just we yeah, got, to, I find we that got a sent away too sometimes. I tend to not go to concerts with with an audience members who are like that, and that's well, what the yeah, happens that's with, with metal. You never metal know what and you're gonna old get. rock and roll bands and stuff. So like you got a mixture of like the metal heads that are our age and stuff, and then also the old school guys that were rocking with them in the '70s, but now they got kids and wives and they're retired and shit, and they don't like the weed stuff. That too, but also also young people. So sometimes young people are also very anti weed, but very pro alcohol. They say while well, well, they're stupid drunk, and I'm just. Cheating. I will I will tell someone to go fuck themselves to their face if they make comments to me about smoking a joint outside. I will, and I have. I have. Said, Why don't you go fuck yourself? I'm outside. 
You know, as I, as I said it many times, they don't do anything. No, no of this is not. this is the Netherlands. Everyone here's a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Unless they're soccer hooligans, they're pussies, and they're just gonna be like, oh well, I never, and then yeah. walk away. <laughs> they happen. might complain to somebody, yeah. but they, they are not gonna do anything. Uh, yeah, those either. people aren't gonna do anything either. They're like, oh, he told you to go fuck yourself. Okay, and did you tell your mommy? <laughs> you know, that's what they're gonna say. I don't fucking get like okay. I'm not gonna like spark a joint indoors and be like go fuck yourself. But if I'm outside, like you guys didn't regulate the outdoors. You know? Yeah, <laughs> this is the street, motherfucker. Like I can smoke out here if I want to. I also one time got uh, sent out of a a smokers lounge, a smokers area of of a venue because we were smoking weed, and and the security comes up to me and he says. Yeah, yeah, you you guys gotta go outside. You can't smoke that in here. But and I just didn't get it. I was like, but but we're in a, this is a smoking area, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but you can't smoke this in here. But but you're allowed to smoke in the smoking area, right? Yeah, but not not you guys. You <laughs> you guys have to go outside. But and I just didn't get it. I just but we are. This is the this is the room where it's allowed to smoke, right? But only tobacco. But they only don't have tobacco. A, what, but what, I, what I the get fuck? it. I get it because the thing is like. They don't have a license for smoking weed in there. And if there ever becomes a problem, like a big fight or something happens in the venue and a lot of police have to show up, and then they start noticing drugs being allowed to be smoked in there, there's going to be a whole lot of troubles. And that is that is a legitimate concern to have, in my opinion. However, it's really fucking common when they have a smoking room and a place like the Melkvech where there's like three different halls and there's all this shit going on there and stuff in the smoking room. They don't give a fuck about no, people sparking a joint No, but this wasn't obviously in Amsterdam. This was no. in some shithole... One of those very out of place, but big metal bands in small shit They don't have a license for weed either, but they just don't care, and 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 the police don't care either. And it's too it's, many uh, things to. But this was a very quiet concert, and there was like, nothing much to do. And and this guy was like, oh, fucking stoners in no, my fucking job on Tuesday, no. because this was one of those very big. You have this all the time with metal in the Netherlands. Yeah. There's a very big band playing in a shit little small village, mm-hmm. and almost nobody's there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them. The same band in Tragedy, some... man. Tragedy in Helmond. Tragedy Every other in show Helmond. on their tour, they're playing like big stadium crowds and shit like that. We saw them amidst like 30 people. Which in some ways is kind of nice. It's a bit of a treat when the venue isn't too full. But it sucks for it the band. It was not full enough. It sucks for the band. This I would have loved if it was full because... It's not a stadium or something, so it's it was just a nice venue. It was just... Chill. When when Misha and I snuck in to see Mo, the American jam band... They, we were amidst a very small crowd of people, Americans, that were following them on tour, and Amsterdam was just one of the stops along this whole Western Europe tour, Don't basically. Don't these people have jobs? They do have jobs, oh, that's they, how they can afford to fucking tour they, Europe they, in the summer. And then they take fucking yeah, that, a they can off. take they can take a few weeks in the spring. Yeah, like, so the tour happens over the course of maybe one month, and then, they, and then the band hops back to the States for a break, and then they do the summer tour in america you know sometimes they'll just pop over usually when these jam bands do a tour in europe they do a very quick spring run of like 10 mm-hmm. shows tops or something yeah because jam band music is not really that no and they game. treat it like a family vacation so they usually bring their wives and kids with them and stuff and they sightsee and stuff and play shows in some cities you yeah. know so that's kind of how the jam bands do it when they do euro tours they don't do it very often it sucks i think around 2012 is the last time i ever saw any big jam band come to the netherlands and i have my eye out None of them are doing Euro tours. I have I'm on the Facebook pages and news feeds of all of the big American jam bands, and they're not coming. They go to Mexico every year in January. <laughs> yeah, but South Americans are so good at being at a concert. So. Mexico's barely South America, though. 
But I'm just saying, all these shows I've seen from these metal bands I like at yeah. the the South American shows in Mexico. Oh, they fucking. Well, I, was go say, I think Mexico is still part of North America. Huh? Mexico start is North America still. Okay, well I'm sorry if it, I it don't goes know down to a geography point, at this then point. Then there's the Panama Canal and then begins the South America. I know how the map goes, fucking bitch. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, the, just the the the, the Latin Latino Latina. Latino. Latin concerts. Yeah, people Latin are the doesn't best. really work either because Latin. It's also Spanish and it's Europe. Latin is yeah is is yeah, it's not necessarily an ethnicity. It's a, it's a language. <laughs> you know, it's a dead language. It's not what they are. They're not Latin Carpe people. Diem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not Carpe Diem. They're like, eh, holes. cabrones. Oh, can I can I just shout out to a band? I love Brujeria. It's a f- Which one? Sorry. Brujeria. It's a Mexican it. band. They're I know so the band Puya. Puya. You know Puya? No. Uh, they were like kind of a heavy band that came out in um, the mid late nineties, nineteen ninety nine. I say they had their big album. I don't know. I'll put on Puya for you after the podcast, just real quick, so you can hear one of their songs. That shit was. It's like sure. a big heavy metal band that also has like mariachi horns in it and shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, <laughs> but it's cool, and it was actually on the radio in the states, like. What? So it's all. I guess you can say it's along the lines of the kind of music Disturbed does, except way fucking better. Yeah. Okay. A bit heavier. It's got way better rhythm because they're all Latino. Of course. <laughs> so everything's and based disturbed, on Disturbed, which is some white mother. <laughs> the hips shaking and shit while they're throwing to like. <laughs> and they're doing like the flamenco with a rose in their teeth and shit. <laughs> also, Latino metalheads are fucking hot. If they have long sure. hair, they have like dark long. They look like a you just like any kind of people who have like dark, <laughs> dark long, dark long, dark long hair with dark beard. long everything is about right. <laughs> <laughs> with a beard up to the balls. I, I think having being into guys who have big bushy beards is just like. Man, it's the leaves your options pretty 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 wide open, but that's a lot of people who are just covering their faces. You don't know what's under there. You're gonna get a guy with a beard. You better get a guy who looks also acceptable for you. Also flips your cookie without a beard. You well, know what I mean? Okay, that's, I must... that's the real challenge because he's not gonna have that shit forever. You know, like. True. I must confess, I met my boyfriend when when he had a, he had a mustache. Only. I remember this. I remember this. Mustache he only. shaved it all off for his passport photo or some shit. You told me, yeah, and, and you were like, had... ah. <laughs> no, no, no. But when I met him, he had a mustache, but a little bit of like a shadow yeah. around the thing. But then at some point, he just one day he shaved everything off, and that was a really adjustment for me, for me. Like, oh. That's a naked face. Okay, cool, cool. But still, it was a challenge that I overcame because I really, I really did a, did a bit of growing up there. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be like, oh fuck this guy because he has no beard right now. I mean, the girl can grow back, <laughs> and also he's handsome without the beard. I don't know if you agree with me. Uh, he's he's a fine looking gentleman. He's uh, it's not uh, only he's the ripped. face. He's ripped. He's too. ripped. Yeah. He's fucking ripped. So he's good good, of... good going on that. You know, yeah, snagging you like this fucking bodybuilder guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even. He's not even a bodybuilder. He just happens out. to be ripped. Yeah, he works out. <laughs> Well, but you like, don't have a six pack from laying around and just doing uh, work at a restaurant. You, that takes effort. You have to. It takes yeah, he does, effort. He does the the prison work. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the house. It takes daily effort to keep that up. You can't just have that. You know, <laughs> if you do, you're a blessed god. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. Uh, 
you know, sometimes I let my my facial hair grow out a bit. You, I'm sure you've noticed and stuff. Yeah, like, but I don't I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I let it go. Well, but what I was about to say was like sometimes I let it grow out, but then usually Saturday when we're about to podcast, I'll shave it off because I don't want to be distracting you and making you all wet the whole time we're talking. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm gonna burst your cookie right now, but I don't. Uh, I just don't see you like that, man. Like even when you when you grow out your beard, I still don't really. I'm glad like for that because it's actually hard to find thing. chicks that you can actually be a friend with because they either only want to be around you because they're attracted to you for some reason or something you can do for them, or or because they want you and they're a little crazy, so they're gonna play some sort of weird game with you over years and shit like that. You're just a chill person. I and you're, and you're, not, you're not, you're not, you're uh, not a hectic person or someone who's chaotic in the head or anything whatsoever. Like maybe a little disorganized, but that's because you're a stoner, and that's, but that's yeah, nothing yeah. to do I with know, it. I know, I get know? what you're saying. It's, it's fucking refreshing as hell. I love hanging out with you because of that. Seriously. Yeah, me too. But maybe you. it's the same way, because yeah, right? Because I. It's the same. It's the same. You, you can't really hang out with people because I always feel like there's something behind it or. Yeah. It's be- I also have some friends from work, Luca and Ivica. Yeah. And they every once in a while are a little like that to you though. Even Ivica sometimes gets like that to you. Yeah, he gets but pretty handsome sometimes. He's, but he's he, a horny Eastern European guy. That too. You know? And he's also he says that it's all jokes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's not funny, so just Time's up, dude. <laughs> but it's funny. It's just uh it's okay. I mean it's gonna be it, a Me Too movement coming out of Volta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a photo of you standing outside the Volta with your arms crossed and just a scowl on your face. Yeah, no. Holding up a sign that has like 25, 30 words on it, like hashtag Me Too. This, blah, 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 no, it's gonna be him on the Me Too because I beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, men get abused too, you know. Or just be like, yeah, no, yours will be like hashtag not me and they're like a picture of Big <laughs> Yes, that's that's the thing. Not hashtag me too, just hashtag beat the shit out of the person that fucks you up. Hashtag not this time, motherfucker. <laughs> hashtag swallow your teeth. <laughs> and then you will shit the teeth. And then I will make you eat the teeth. Through your asshole. You shit. And I'll put the teeth so you in yourself. your fucking penis hole one by one. <laughs> I'll start with the with So then the in the end you're going to kind of get what you wanted, me touching your penis... But, you're not but gonna it's not like going to be it. how you imagined it. I will use every... Uh, what's this called? Uh, a thing which you hang your clothes with? Oh, a clothespin? A clothespin. I will I will get every clothespin I can find the in my house, those, which is a get lot. Get those black metal binder clips. You know what I I'm have those, those too. Things, I have a whole box of clips. those. Okay, <laughs> those clips, I will put it on everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Where did you get those? Because I've been Emeroids. looking for them. Hema. Hema. Hema ah, is the ah. shit hit. That's something, it's one of those things if you go to the office supplies section at the action, they don't have that. They have a lot of things there. Well, they have some things like it's a mix of all the things, but not the specific thing. Not lately. Thing. I've been to like all the nearby actions and they don't have those binder clips at all. Those metal no, triangle Hema, clips. Hema got them. Hema. That's where I'm going to go to get them. Because I, I need them for something else I don't remember. Oh, I have horrible news. Oh, fuck. The lamp on my beamer's done. Oh no! So I gotta order another lamp. What's what what is the damage? The damage, uh, the damage is uh in the ballpark of 120 to 175 euros. Oh fuck! But it's still cheaper than buying a new HDTV, and it's gonna have me another like 5,000 hours of of Beamer. Yeah. 
and I've never opened it up and cleaned it, and that's what I'm going to do. And today I made a trip to, like, some stores to try and find that, like, air duster spray. Couldn't find it anywhere. It's fucking annoying. I wonder if it's at the Hema. It's one place I didn't check. When the I got Hema. in the door, I was thinking, maybe it's at the Hema. <laughs> but, yeah, I got to order a new lamp replacement, and my beamer is discontinued by the manufacturer. It's a nice HD beamer, but they've moved on, you know? Yeah. When I got it, it was a new thing. Yours just lasted for so long as well. Yeah, and it's been on the original bulb, and I honestly did run it even further than it should be, but it's okay. Um, there's an option to just replace the bulb, but bulb. I want to. There's there's the bulb, the lamp itself, and then there's this big uh, module that is around it, and it's all plugs in with like three screws and stuff. You just plop it in and stuff. But if you're gonna replace the bulb, you have to disassemble the module, fit the bulb in with these little clips, then reassemble the module, which is a bit more complicated than just replacing the whole module itself. Yeah. The lamp itself is like 75 euros. Yeah. There is the possibility that the module itself is also old and worn. It would probably benefit from being replaced itself. So I might be better off just buying the whole thing mm -hmm. or chancing it and just getting the little lamp and, and replacing it. I know I can do it. It's not a problem. I've disassembled so many things. So. Would it be, <coughs> wouldn't it be cheaper to just buy a new Beamer? No. Hell no. Oh. Beamers are like 800 euros. Oh, They're yeah, like really fuck. expensive. So replacing yeah, it for right. 250 is, or, or if I had to spend 200 euros to replace a part on this, it's still a way better deal. And it's going to be so vibrant and nice with the new bulb. It's the only thing that wears out on it. It's super controlled by like hundreds of different sensor chips in there that make sure no path anywhere on that thing overheats because it's dealing with high heat and stuff and a crazy ventilation system and stuff. So basically like if an airway gets clogged and it's not sufficiently uh, cooling it, it will never catch fire. It's going to shut itself off way before it gets to that point. But if it can tell if the fan's not running at the right capacity, it'll shut itself off and it'll let you know what's going on with blinking signals and shit like that. So it's... It's one of these kind of things, like, it's, they're built to last. You're, they're built to, like, you see a lot of venues, like, even the Paradiso, they have beamers. That, that shit's, like, 15 years old. They've had that for a while, and it looks kind of like my beamer. Mine's a little newer than it, but they have, like, an even older BenQ beamer than I have. Uh, and they still use it for big professional things, and it looks great. So th there's no reason to replace a projector, you know. Yeah, you yeah. get one as an, an investment, you have it for a decade or more, you know. And I got mine in... I don't know, I want to say 2012, 13, something like that. I think it was 12 or 13. Yeah, somewhere around there. I think it was when I got back from Barcelona, I ended up getting it at the Media Mark. So I've had it for, for quite some time already. That's I, uh, super uh, I know, cool, I'm dude. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to get a TV, though. I'm so used to a, a giant wall TV. Yeah, and you don't... Where would you even put the TV? On the wall. Well, where the beamer is right yeah. now. Yeah, where the beamer shines. Super high. But I wouldn't be happy with anything. Right now, like, the best TV you can get in the world is still smaller in size uh, than what I can do with my beamer screen, and it still looks fantastic. You know? Sure, it's not the best-looking 3D, 4K, HD shit and stuff, but it's no. perfectly... It's 1080p, so that's good enough for me. For yeah, at some point, like these really high-tech, super screens, they hurt your eyes it. when you watch them for a long time. But if I were going to spend three grand on something, I would rather get like the best MacBook Pro you can get, because that's about three grand, $3,100 or something. Yeah. I would rather get that for that price than, than a fucking TV. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you can't be in, in like our income bracket and get like the fucking four <laughs> grand TV. You just can't. 
Like, that's something one of our buddies does. It lives. Not in this economy. You know who I'm talking about. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and he, like, you know, I, we have friends that will just, like, spend a lot of money, like, or their tax return or, like, all of their um, welfare money on a really kick-ass curved TV or something like that. <laughs> yeah. PS4 uh, bought on a layaway plan and shit and, like... Or they have to pay make payments for the PS4 over the course of several months, which yeah, and then they I actually might do that eventually. Well, yeah, if you have to study income and uh, I kind of do, so I might do it. But I have other things to worry about right now, so maybe sometime this summer or later. I think what I'd rather do is pay for a vacation first. Yeah. It'd be nice to travel for once. Yeah, of course. The first time in some years. I'm gonna travel soon. I've only gone, like, by bus to Germany, like, a whole bunch of times, and by car and shit like that. When you go to, like, just the neighboring country, it's a few hours drive. It doesn't really feel like a vacation. No, and also when you take a bus and stuff and the drive, like, it's it has its good points. Mm-hmm. Especially the drive, the bus, not so much. But you don't remember all the dragging, boring parts. Exactly, <laughs> that you do when you actually have to sit through it. But when you when you fly, it's, it's, it has this whole extra aspect to it, you know? It's yeah. the whole extra, like, bling, oh, but fuck, yeah, a, I'm going to go. But if it's a drive that I can do in less than 24 hours, I think I would rather take the road trip. Um, if you really are set on chilling half uh, uh, on the road. Like to go to France or something, I would drive. Yeah, but France is, is not like 24 hours. Yeah, well, it's a couple train rides away, and it's a completely different culture from what we have here. So it's, it's you know, yeah, that's, but, but that's, that's the thing. France is just, I mean, the south of France but even is not even like, 12 hours away. The difference between here and just like random parts of Germany isn't that different. You know what I mean? Well, nature is pretty different, like the curvature yeah, of the of the, the, the land. hilly landscape, and it's the weather is a bit different and stuff like that. But the parts of Germany that I tend to go to are close to the Netherlands, like Bremerhaven. Yeah. For the record label. Yeah, it just it all has similar uh, things. When yeah. you but yeah, that's that's just the thing. Bremerhaven and also is similar like, it's also uh, culture. Also on the North Sea, so it's like the same fucking weather and everything. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it is. Exactly. It's really the same. same. Uh, they have slightly better summer than we do. Slightly True. better. True. But when you go, as soon as you go to Czech Republic, for yeah. example, I go there almost every year. It's a whole different world I from here. I want to go to Eastern Europe. That's the thing. You know, Very I think cool. a lot of Americans tend to just skip over all the Eastern Europe countries. Yeah, they just go to Amsterdam. Well, and, Amsterdam's not even the most and, common and destination. And the southern either. region or France. I, most of the people I know in the States who have gone to Europe did not come anywhere near, near the Netherlands. They went to yeah, France, Paris. Barcelona, or they went or to London. Italy, or yeah, they went to London, or the UK, or Scotland, or Ireland, or something like that. They stick to those. You don't really see them going to Dutch country, you know. No, <laughs> they no, don't no. see them, yeah. Or they definitely. It's don't a very see... specific kind of person. A lot of specific Jews, kinds of persons that come here. Jews will come here on their bus tour through Europe. That will also take them through the concentration camp to Germany. I mean, the, the no longer active concentration... It sounds kind of weird when I say that. Like, the, yeah. they're on a tour that's going to, you know, end at the concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> a bus full of American Jews. <laughs> they still got it. Hell of a tour. <laughs> I actually have been to two concentration camps. I have not. And it is uh, very, very intense. I've been to Germany, which is real enough. <laughs> well, but... You kind of feel it all throughout there. I don't know if you've been much on the eastern part of Germany... I yes. still say Eastern Germany because it is very different from the Western part of Germany, and well, the people are different, and the math problem is different, 
and like there's a, <laughs> the eastern side of Germany, like, and what I say is like pretty much divided by the wall. Once you get on the east side of the former wall, uh, then you start to see different type of people than the ones on the west side. Uh, it's a different culture, and you got a lot of like Eastern European mixed people and stuff, uh, a lot, mm-hmm. uh, Russian, all kinds of stuff like that, Kazakhstan, uh, and. It's it's really very different, and the people there are very different. And I saw lots of Nazi shit out there, and I wasn't even in any big cities. I was in small places. They had a lot of Nazi shit everywhere, and a lot of like. What do you mean, like museums or? No, like straight up graffiti and like we oh. control this area kind of shit, and you know, Yeesh. no immigrants and that kind of like this kind of stuff, like really hardcore, like. It freaked me out being there. And also, one time when I was there, uh, it was right around the time for their, like, local elections or their country's elections, like, kind of how you guys run it a little bit, where you're kind of deciding who has the majority say and stuff. Yeah. And I don't remember the name of the party, but the party, uh, they have uh, red signs with the picture of the guy who's running for the office, and their slogans were very Nazi-ish. Their slogans were like, you know, um, the for for the people first, but it was meaning like for for the like, the founding people first, like, for the folks, you know, for the folks first, you know, yeah. like like for for that for the you know Germans first. Yeah. In in our country government, like whatever we're gonna do, it's going to be to benefit the German people, not any other races or any kind of like that. You know, it was slogans like that that they there's they seem innocuous enough, but if what you have to do is read in extremities and stuff because that's where they're gonna take that kind of shit. Pretty much any political party with their slogans and stuff like that. And and there was a few of these that are along a similar line, and they were all very, like I was having them explained to me by German friends, and they were like, yeah, these this party sucks ass they're basically nazis but they're not allowed to say they're nazis because it's it's banned to call yourself a nazi and run yeah. in political office there <laughs> but they basically are <laughs> like if you look at their history they totally are those same people <laughs> you know and their associates and shit like that but they're and, not in the actual government or sure they are but sure not in are. the majority sure no it's kind of like how you guys have uh fucking Kier what's Bil- this fuck? builders, builders yeah. exactly it's it's a little bit like that except it's a little thing. scarier because they actually did that they actually came to power at one point over there yeah yeah. yeah. you know the hair builders isn't really getting much of a huge say in any of this shit yet, yet you know <laughs> yet yet but because... it'll, it'll, it'll never happen who knows you know why it'll never happen because like he might do good things for corporations that a lot of people might like but he also does a lot of controversial stuff that will keep him from getting into any extremely high position of power that's for sure especially as long as 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 uh as um uh, the king we have now is the way he is because it's it's really true like that 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 sort of it doesn't make his tone doesn't match the public tone of the netherlands and how they act and stuff even though sometimes we the netherlands i say we now because i'm all super registered here and stuff so sometimes this this country acts very liberal and 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 um relaxed about things when secretly underhandedly they're planning to get the fuck rid of that shit and turn and replace it with something like higher taxes or something like that's basically the plan of the netherlands for most things but they don't say it out loud and Herr builder says crazy shit out loud he does (laughs) so he doesn't really fit the tone you know let me for the viewers give you a brief example there was once this uh, speech he gave for uh a bunch of his followers and at the ending of the speech he he chanted uh, do we want more or less Moroccans and then the whole uh, crowd chanted less less 
Les. Minder. Yeah, minder. Minder. <laughs> and that's uh, one of those things where, where it's just super obvious that he's a fucking racist bitch. And I understand where he's coming from in a way because yeah. he's one of those people that is just so worried for everything and they think it's only because of blah de blah. Or it's, blah it's, you blah. know, it's, it's Moroccans today, but... Ten yeah. years from now, it's going to be another race and stuff like that. And what, yeah. I, what I don't like is I am an immigrant, and I will put myself in the same category as Moroccans. Although there aren't thousands of Moroccans, or there aren't thousands of American youths in Amsterdam starting trouble on the streets and shit like that. And, and no, because into... there aren't many. Yeah, but the thing is, from an immigrant standpoint, I can see how that's a problem because you know there's there's a conception about Americans, for example, fat, lazy, stupid, loud, fucking shitty people that. Love Trump and shit like that or something. You know what I mean? Well, there are a lot of that or there that or yeah. Well, of course there are. But you guys got a lot of fucked up hillbillies too. Yeah. You guys got a lot of sheep fuckers too. Tokies, we call them. You got a ton of uh, sheep fuckers and uh, new kids type guys and. uh... Yeah, we sure do. (laughs) You guys got fucked up people too. Every fucking country has those. Yes. America's just bigger than yours. And also just more in everybody's face. It's also a little bit unfair because it's it's almost like if if um. If we were to judge your actions, or we would judge your country by what Europe, or by what Europe itself does, or what France does, because our states are all so different politically and everything like that. All of our states, they they have different tones and mm. things that you can and can't do there, and the way they tolerate things. And you know, gays are much more welcome in certain states versus other states, and things like this. You know, so it's like it's really, it's not America that's the problem. <laughs> it's certain groups. Which are smaller than you think, but are much louder than they should be. That's the huge problem in America, you know? Like, also, like, a lot of these movements, like, the like the movements, like, the bad side of Me Too that's just, like, stomping out anybody who speaks out of line in their eyes and stuff like that and, and then moves on to the next target and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're really just making examples out of people for no reason. And then people are so scared, like, comedians attacking other comedians just so they don't get caught in the fire and stuff like that. And just crazy shit like this happening. Like, there's that... But then there's uh, me losing my train of thought completely as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Well, it could be also kind of the end of our podcast then. Is it? I guess. You guess? I kinda, it's kind of late. I want to chill. You want to chill? Okay. And make dinner. I didn't do that yet. You didn't make dinner yet? Or shower or anything. What the fuck have you been doing? Well, I was not home that much. I was just, I don't know, chilling. The whole time you said that sentence, you were staring at your PlayStation 4. <laughs> I was just chilling. I was like, not oh, playing. I wasn't home for that long, so I was just, chilling. <laughs> just staring at the PlayStation 4, Red Dead Redemption's on the screen. You're like, not much. Nothing. You're just like slowly moving to block the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was not... <laughs> just I was... throw a shoe at it and break the screen so I can't see it. <laughs> oh, Shut up the power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. That's funny. That's funny to me. That's funny. You're funny. You're not funny at all. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. This podcast. But we're is working doing me on no it, guys. Good. This podcast is doing me no good. I'm just a. I am a complete and total blowhard, man. Low blard. I blow hard. You slow flart. Blow hard and slow fart. I'll tell you what. I have a flow when I do the podcast by myself. Oh, <laughs> excuse me for, for. No, nothing against you. What I'm trying to say flow. is like I can literally sit there and talk to myself for an hour and a half. <laughs> Maybe you should seek help. <laughs> I do it even when I'm not recording. 
<laughs> Your life is a podcast now. No, you know what I do? When I'm doing, I'll do it when my girlfriend's there even. Like, I'll be working on the computer and working out a problem or something in programming. And I'll be speaking it out loud like I'm doing a tutorial. Okay, and then you click on this, and then you go over here, and paste this, 42.5 pixels, and, da, 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 and, then, and I'll just, I will narrate the whole fucking thing I'm doing out loud to myself. It okay. kind of keeps me focused or something like that. Not keeps me focused, but it, like, kind of gets, it gets you, it makes me go faster or something like that. I don't know. Like, I can still focus. It's not a focus thing. It's just uh, when I'm doing complicated things with programming, then... It just gives you a flow. Yeah, it gives me a flow. That's it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but then it'll start to leak out in my daily life too. I'll find myself in the shower, mm. working out problems out loud. <laughs> working out problems. So, oh, I cannot get this shampoo out of this bottle. Let me just tap it one, two, three. Tap it one, yeah, two, three. Yeah. Okay, it's not coming out yeah. still. I'll do it, I'll do it three times. There. One, two, Poop three, it. or else my parents die. One, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> I have to flick this mole seven times, or else I'm gonna <laughs> get butt fucked by a monkey by noon. Yeah, I'm nuts. I'm really nuts. Like that's one thing the podcast has taught me. Like. Well, to be honest, I did overhear you when you walked out my door earlier. You said to yourself, hmm, I'm tired. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I said it to you. Oh, you said it to me. You were so silent. You were almost outside doors, almost closed. Yeah, because when, oh. when we said goodbye, it was like, bye. And then, like, as soon as, like, I said goodbye late, just as the door was shutting, and I was like, oh, bye. Oh, I'm so tired. And then I just <laughs> shut the door. Like, that's what it was. Like, oh, oh, I thought but, you yeah. were just starting up a no, monologue. No, it's not that fucking bad. <laughs> like, yeah, shut the door. And another thing. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the section with Kuhn and Elias. Uh, the outro music is uh, Elias's band Hillsphere. So Hillsphere. They actually played at my place a few times. They yeah. showed me their music video they're that they did cool. recently. It was fucking amazing. They're very cool. And they're, they're talented singers. They got excellent voices. It's a... Uh, what I was thinking was it was, wouldn't be your kind of music because they go rah and they're like and then a girl. No, but the thing is, this is what I what I learned working in music venues for such a long time. Yeah. I really know how to uh, separate my personal taste mm. to actually seeing if a band is good. Just objectively see if, Ob- like okay, it's not what I like, but is it good? Yeah, Crap. exactly. Because I I know bands. <laughs> yeah. I really know bands in a whole different level, and it's just for me immediate, almost immediately, I can see if a band. Is, has got it or not when are you leaving okay 5 uh, February 5 February okay okay well, I was just wondering because I was gonna say you should come to at least the Jerry Paper concert with me because the ticket is 10 euros when is that? It's the 11th. You'll be gone. Yeah, so fuck. I'm sorry. I'm going to be gone forever by then. Yeah, you're not coming back. I'm going to be long are, gone gonna across be... the Saharan Desert. He's going to R. Kelly the shit out of you. <laughs> you're going to come this back brainwashed. Praising Allah. I'm going to see you like at the grocery store with like nine kids. <laughs> and a burlap sack yeah, around my head. Exactly. <laughs> is, that, is that you? <laughs> no hablo español. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I should not be joking little, about little, this little right now. Little children pulling at your burka like, and and That's what they say. That's how they they whine to their mother at the grocery store, and it's like a knife through my my ears. I can't stand it. Like I don't have a problem against Muslims. It's just their their kids when they whine. Like any kids tantruming at the grocery store, begging for shit loudly, is really annoying. Yeah. But but they do it in an especially annoying way because like the way you say mama in 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 their language is 
a nasally whine a to na- us. It's a nah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nah. <laughs> And they just start doing that because it's kind of like, Mom. And with snub bubbles. <laughs> yeah, and it's... I've heard... One time I was at this grocery store in Amsterdam West, which it's like barely Holland <laughs> when you're there. And, and our, 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 our neighborhood is... Barely Holland, like it's just this weird pocket, like this weird hot zone. Slowly, <laughs> there are more and more people living here that are not from their families. If this neighborhood were American, it would have a lot of attention. <laughs> if this were in America, like if it were helicoptered to America, like, <laughs> it would have a lot of attention. But surely you have like Moroccan or like uh, I Arab. I come from the Midwest, so I never met an Arab in my life. There were like kids whose parents are probably Indian, maybe one or two at our school, but that was the most extent of it. That's not even close, really, you know, so it's a different thing. So we didn't, I never met a Muslim in my life and never saw someone in a burqa or even just the regular headdress, not the full-on thing and stuff, you know, there's a lot of women who just wear the headdress and then otherwise normal clothes. Um, Never saw any of that stuff in Illinois, where I come from, like in the suburbs and shit, hell no. Until you came. We had lots of Mexicans, Mexicans and like black families and uh, white trash people, and then a mixture <laughs> of like middle class white people as well. They're try that are trying to make sense of all of this. Trying to, trying to you know, just just keeping low and and paying very cheap uh, mortgage payments on a house over there so they can save up money to build a house in a nicer town, which is what my parents did. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there while that town implodes upon itself. Well, my parents grew up there. It was okay. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a horrible. It was a nice place to grow up, but in the in the eighties and nineties, uh, it started crack epidemic and all this other crazy shit, and you know, drugs and gangs and stuff. It got really, really messed up. So there's a lot of crime where I'm from, a lot. Dang. It's very different. So then my parents were just like, okay, so we're gonna save up money, money, and get the fuck out of here. And go to Plainfield. <laughs> yeah, go go to Plainfield. Which is like the the plainest name of a town ever, a yeah. plain field. It's like a stock photo name for a town. This is like welcome to white bread. <laughs> hey, no, even better. So check this out. My uncle moved to a, a town in Illinois many years ago. He now lives in Florida, but he moved to this town that was out in the middle of nowhere because he wanted to get away from it all and be somewhere quiet. So he found this gated community in the middle, surrounded by farms, but it was like a full on neighborhood with nice houses and private lakes and shit like that. And a full on house with a huge backyard. She was badass, lit off illegal fireworks there, 4th of July, no problem. The town was called Sandwich. Sandwich? Yeah. And next to it is a town called Plano. Plain old sandwich. Plain old sandwich. It's just a plain old sandwich. Just, you know, maybe some bologna and a couple slices of white bread. Oh, my... Yeah, man. What the fuck? Sandwich. The town of Sandwich. And both of those towns had no, like, grocery stores or markets or places to get anything there was for both of... Basically, in the border between the two towns, which was a very long distance between the two, in between the two was a um, double XL Super Walmart or Super Kmart thing. So it was, like, this massive Mega Mart store... That had everything from like auto parts all the way down to like groceries and baby clothes and shit like that. You know, like it has everything. Yeah. All those stores in one. Even has a cafe and probably a Starbucks in there and shit. Mm. A slushy machine. It's everything. All the culture you can possibly have is all crammed into this one store, and the rest is just farmland and some houses and shit. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, before that, there were general stores and small stores, and that Walmart moved in, and then all that shit's gone. 
now everyone in both of those towns just has to flock to that same Walmart. You know, it's kind of weird, right? It's yeah. A little, it's a little, like, dystopian. And breed. Yeah. But I, I have memories of going there with my uncle and my grandmother and stuff to that. To, to Walmart? That, to that Walmart, yeah. Which was, like, admittedly much bigger than any Walmart I had ever been to. I was like, oh, no, this is, like, the Texas side Walmart. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, it's <laughs> huge. Yeah. Because they need to supply, like, two towns worth of people because they're, like, the only store. So they got, like, the parking lot is massive as well and as big as the building maybe bigger just this huge field <laughs> you know concrete yeah. field imagine doing your groceries with a bicycle <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah that's not really possible no. in, in in the midwest or the west coast it's not really possible east coast that's totally possible because all those yeah. things are you've been to new york you saw in it new york, you can live saw, on a bike there i saw a lot of people with bikes you and, and bike electrical bikes and yeah. stuff it's pretty nice. It's more dangerous. It's they don't very, have their, oh, you have very uh, uh, high slopes. Yeah, you gotta have big brakes and crazy and shit. traffic. I I saw a lot of uh, quite a few accidents. Yeah, really. oh, sure. Also a few with taxis. They don't have bike paths over there or anything, do they? Not really. I I, I think I saw sporadically some random five meter bike path and then it just vanishes again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was quite a few uh, wow. things going on there. Yeah, you just have to mix with the traffic. If you're if you're a proper biker with the pads and the helmet and stuff and a good bike, uh, they have you just go alongside traffic. I would not bike there. If I would live there, I, I would, would do it. I'm not sure. Maybe I would live there for a while and then bike because I'm barely even comfortable biking here. Before Amsterdam, <laughs> after all these years. Before Amsterdam, I would have never done it. Now, after I've I've seen some crazy ass shit in Amsterdam and I've biked very fast in this city. I have a bike with good gears and I go really fast when I can. Uh, and, and I just start passing people like fucking crazy. I've even passed scooters on my bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. I had one time borrowed from my roommate once this Koga, uh, bicycle. It's like this handmade Italian bicycle or some shit. And it has like 24 speeds. And if you rock it right, there's like zero effort and you're going like 40 kilometers an hour or something. (laughs) It's awesome. I was zooming like uphill because I had so much momentum and it's a very small light bike. So you're just like, (laughs) and I was coming up on this scooter uphill by the Lucas Andreas hospital on that long, heavy hill bridge thing. I was passing a scooter on that and it was a guy with a guy on the back of his scooter and they're like Dutch guys. And I passed them and they looked at me like, (laughs) they were like, what the fuck? And we got a red light and I stopped and they stopped doing, they're like, Good going, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, holy shit. That happened. I was just as surprised as they were, really. Yeah. I was like, okay, play it cool. But I was just like, holy shit, I'm going fast. Like, am I about to pass these motherfuckers right now? <laughs> that shitty, that shitty scooter, no doubt. It was awesome. Just zooming on that fucking thing. My roommate had been doing that kind of shit, pissed, drunk, and crashed the living shit out of it and stuff. And like, flew uh, off the bike and went okay. flying. Like, if he wasn't as drunk as he was, he probably would have been in the hospital. You know, he ended up having to go to the hospital, but he didn't need an ambulance, you know? Yeah. He had, like, a stitch or something in his nose. <laughs> Way too drunk going on the fastest bike you can possibly have. I well, a lot of people buy it drunk here, and it's a, it's, a, it's a miracle how it goes right every time. Yeah, and they just let you do it. Well, they just let you do it, too, yeah. Well, I think that's kind of how it is. Like, same with India. India has, like, really fucked up traffic rules. So basically, anywhere you're going to go, any turn you make, you just fucking honk the horn. So people are horn honking constantly in India and driving in the cities and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what you do to signal signal that you're going to do anything whatsoever, change the trajectory you're on. They don't use turn signals because nobody looks at that shit. You have to, like, blare your horn. 
everybody does it and there, no one obeys traffic lights everyone's just kind of like how we do behind central station with the bicycle paths is yeah. what's happening with like a thousand bullshit cars with like being pulled by camels and shit like that like <laughs> it's insane but yeah i'm just uh rolling a joint for uh for the upstairs times and stuff here upstairs times. it's so. good to catch up with you i'm glad that we can do something this week we could even if it because is a little short, but I only did like an hour and a half with 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 Coon and them as well. So. Yeah, this syncs up nicely. Yeah. Today I went <clears throat> horseback riding on the beach. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell it me was a little a, about that. It was a surprise. I thought I had to work. Turns out I could go horseback riding on the beach. My sister does uh, tourist. I thought so. Uh, uh, no, my sister for a very long time uh, works for this company that does horse carriage tours in the city center mm-hmm. nowadays she doesn't do it that often anymore she does it every once in a while but she used to i've seen her work, once yeah. going down the street with the top hat and shit yeah it's very cool and Kinda, yeah this uh, company has uh, been under fire for a ve- for a long time because um a lot of people claim that it is in inhu- uh, it's not it's, it's abuse animal really? abuse and that is it's got to be a little annoying for them in the city, honestly. Okay, let me just clarify this. These horses, there are quite a few. Well, not at some point not anymore because they're being sold as we speak because wow. they discontinued the company because of some shitty political party that has nothing to do with it. Just decided they had to also go. Not? No, uh, Partij for the Dieren. Oh, but the great. thing is... <clears throat> These horses are uh, uh, cold blood Belgian horses, work horses. You know, one of those yeah. ancient, medieval, big motherfuckers. Yeah. They live in Permanent, in a uh, in the outskirts of Permanent, in like the farmland area. Yeah. They uh, they have very nice big uh, uh, stables. They go outside every day to walk around the fields and chill, and they get very well cared for. And they only work twice a week two <laughs> two times a week because they rotate the horses there are only two or three horses every day on the dam square and if it's too humid or too hot they don't ride yeah this is all facts but the political party refused to even listen to it they they didn't even they declined the, the invitations to come look at the farm and and check it out they just because there have been a few minor incidents, and of course those incidents come into the news. Like one one time, it, they're still horses, so one time uh, a horse, uh, uh, there were two horses standing next to each other, and uh-huh. they were like fucking around with each other with their bridles, yeah. and one of the bridles got uh, uh, got off, mm-hmm. and because it fell to the ground. Uh, the horse was a little bit startled. It spooked the horse. Well, it didn't really spook the horse because these horses are almost unspookable. They are very... They're like rocks. But they, it, it's still... It, it, Especially those police horses. Holy fuck. Yeah, those are Those things are crazy. like the horses from Lord of the Rings or some shit. They're yeah. just like evil. They understand their master. And yeah, yeah, with the yeah, telepathic yeah. communication. They have Same with the dead dogs. Eyes. The dogs are scary too. I like the dogs. They're no scary. No one scares me. All dogs, I love them. But they'll fucking bite the fuck out of you no, if they, they need to. If they need to. But th- for them, it's a game, so I don't fear them. I know they're they're just playing. Yeah, they're gonna they get they're gonna get their favorite toy for doing this. To yeah, them. yeah, exactly. <laughs> They don't want to taste the blood. But they want to get the toy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's adorable. I'll be like, give them the toy, give them the toy. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It's adorable. 
adorable. It's biting my aorta. And after they pull me away and they're cuffing me, and I'll be like, that is the most adorable dog I've ever been mauled by in my entire life. I just want to say. I used to go every year to the to the dog and horse, police horse academy uh, demonstration. They have a demonstration every year where they just do a whole parade of the whole of the whole I don't know, platoon. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. Yeah, and they just yeah. do uh, tricks and, and things with the dogs and the horses. Very cool. No. But, uh, yeah, it is. Cruelty. Yeah, cruel. So cruel. But, so cruel. okay, so the thing is about these cruel practices of the horse carriage tours in Amsterdam. It's just very sad that it has to go away because of some petty vegans that don't... Re- they just, they just black. If, if you are, I understand if you're passionate about it and you think they are being abused, of course you have to speak out about that. But then you have to take the effort to actually do some research. There's so and much horrible shit there. going on in the world. Yeah, and and humane ho- crises all over the fucking place. Yeah. 120 homeless people kicked, you know, people made homeless uh, just a week ago here in Amsterdam by a political decision, and people are bitching about two horses a week coming in Amsterdam and giving carriage rides. Yeah, exactly. And and not even all day. They're there from 12 until 5 or something like that, or 11 till 5. Everyone in Yemen is starving and dying right now. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 the and carri- Saudi Arabia is good friends with all the Western countries. Mm-hmm. And we do nothing about it. We do nothing about shit. But these horses, they need to be saved. Actually, by mm. doing this, they are actually forcing the company to sell the horses to the butcher because these horses nobody no uh, uh n- yeah nobody is is looking for huge belgian yeah, what do you think these horses are going to do now yeah they're they're out of a job yeah so and and they're not being used for farming anymore yeah and they're oh, not man. there are only so many horse uh, farms i guarantee you some people in friesland will take them in or something i'm sure of it there's there's people out here who have horses to have them and stuff and i'm sure there's these things are going to be on the auction board and they're going to no one's going to want to eat some fucking horses that like we're walking on a cigarette bus for 10 years and i'm sure they're going to <laughs> they're going to they're going to get sold to a farm that's going to let them graze and shit like that and they're going to use them for other things you think that i think so i, I can't i can't you ask him you're telling me I, I, you know for a fact they're going straight to a butcher's block well, after this? No, no, no. I, I heard that, uh, actually today, I heard they're not uh, allowed to send them to the butcher because they're not chipped or something. They actually, if they yeah, can't not, be sold... They weren't raised for food, so they're not gonna. that's not going to make any quality meat that no, they exactly. fit any standards so they're, and so shit. they're not going to a butcher, but... They got scars and shit and they, old, they are being, meat. They are up for, for sale for a long time now, but... Yeah. They're not being sold. So at some point when they're not being sold and the owner has no land anymore because the land is being discontinued where they are living. Ooh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, that's yours. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, it's fine. Then they have to let them being put to sleep by a, a dear arts. I guarantee you some people are going to adopt them. People who are actually able to take care of them. Probably donate some money well, so, uh, to something. As of yet, it's not uh, being happening. Because well, they're probably doing everything they can to sell them before they're going to take that. They are, they take, are. They're going to do everything they can to make money off of them before they give them away for free. But I'm I'm pretty sure that if they're going to go as far to do this, they're not going to drop the ball on them dying. 
That's the thing. The thing and if so, like, they better make that very public that those horses were basically immediately killed. You know, like, so I think the, if that party wants to follow through, they're probably also going to make sure those horses get cool homes or something. They don't. That's the problem. Well, they should start, they should start publicizing that fact and start talking about that. They tried. That's the thing. It, wow. it is being si- silenced by the media. The, the wow. owner publicly spoke out about this and, and invited the media and everybody to check out the place where they're living and la di da. Because Even there Vice are a lot of misconceptions it. about it. Even Vice didn't check it out. Ate Five didn't check it out. Ate Five check, check, didn't check it out. They just really? interviewed the owner and about the whole thing. Well, at least but, they interviewed the owner because all, all about the, they tend to be cool about that shit. The reactions under it were only like, oh yeah, now the, the, the horses can be free and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, when do you think they're going to be free? No, no, nobody's gonna take a worthless horse because you cannot take this horse to a place where they do horse riding and stuff because they're uh, carriage horses. They don't. <clears throat> I rode them. Today. They don't have. They're not. They don't spend all day with people on their backs. They pull something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's also they. They are very stiff to ride and very hard and very well, high whatever. and big and huge. They can only be used as a like a companion. They're horse. workhorses. Yeah. Uh, or workhorse, but there's yeah. not a lot of work anymore for those yeah. kind of horses. Yeah, exactly. Only tourist rides, which was awesome because it's a great way to to uh, check out Amsterdam with those. Aren't carriage. there other places in the Netherlands that do carriage rides on horses? I'm not sure. I believe sure. they do that in Terschelling. Probably if they do, they already have all the the job offerings. So yeah, I think <laughs> Friesland has all those like kick-ass Frisian horses. Of course. Which yeah. are the ones they actually did use in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. For all the running shots and shit. And also Andalusian for shadow facts. No, my sorry. Favorite, not the horse. not the running shots. The running shots, they use another kind of horse. Also a Dutch breed, by the way. Yeah, because they Gavin run and... they run evil looking. They run like they look badass when they run, but the Frisian horses they like prance when they run. Yeah, and they're and they look like la di da. You know, yeah. they're, they're like <laughs> they also do like this. <laughs> yeah, they throw their arms up and shit. Like, and that's just their natural way of running. So it didn't look very uh, sinister. So they actually use different horses for the running shots and all the close-up shit where it shows their faces blowing smoke out of yeah, their nostrils like... and shit. That's <laughs> how they actually look. I used to take care of a bunch of Frisian horses I've seen them many for, times for many there. years. They're beautiful. They're Holy super shit. nice and so oh, cute. Those those are real horses. Like I've seen a lot of horses in my life driving by farms and stuff like that. And you know, you kind of get an idea of what different ones look like and stuff. Then I saw these ones from Friesland. It's like, god damn, they have like hair like an Asian woman. Like yeah. <laughs> they have like this straight black hair that's like and also neck. some have, have like the yeah the wavy the wave. shit yeah. <laughs> and also their feet have hair yeah and, yeah and the I, feet have hair oh, and, they're and all they're black. just jet black yeah jet completely black. black completely amazing yeah they're beautiful there's a similar horse breed called Merens and they are like the the derpy cousin of of the Fries because the Frisians are super tall and they have lo- tall uh, legs but this yeah. one are a little bit round and like yeah. short but also have the wavy hair and jet black and everything. But they just look like, oh, yeah, I'm a beautiful horse too. <laughs> Hello. You guys got, I've seen a lot of those too. Like we call them, I guess, quarter horses or something. Quarter horses. Like, are just, or the dwarf pony kind of things. Those, those horses that are just like squat yeah, and little. Yeah. They're, like, they're like the shih tzus of the horses. And you like know? all like, colors of the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. They, they're like brown with blonde hair and a black nose and like a polka dot tail and shit. Yeah, they're, they're, their tail is like nailed on. <laughs> I like those horses. Yeah, I like all horses. Pick me pony. Those I things love, are sweet. Those little, those gonna... little midget horses. Those things are great to look at. <laughs> I'll show you a quarter horse. <laughs> 
Quarter horse. This is my sister on a horse. That's your sister on a horse. Look at that. Wow. I am... Wow. You know, like this is These exactly horses. what I needed to see today. <laughs> no, your sister's cool. And this is another one. He's also... This is Nina. She might be a little... Blah, 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 but she's she's a, a very nice person. Yep. A good person. Like, yes. you can totally, like, trust your kids around here or something, you know? This is what I was doing today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. Let the sound happen. It's cool. Or not. Whatever. The sea. The sea. It's a very <laughs> like, you dropping your phone. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you see is a horse hoof just coming down. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Well, let's call this a podcast. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you for listening again. We'll see you next week. Would you like to say goodbye? Oh, yes, sorry. (laughs) This is Nicoline. uh, No, Lini. This This is is Nicoline. Just accept it. That's your name. It's not Nicoline. It's It's not Nicoline. Just legally change it and I'll start calling you Legally change it. It's so awkward to me. Okay, I am Nicoline. Nicoletta. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not my name. It's my baptized name. Okay. I want to say thank you for tuning in again at the Successful Comedy Podcast. Successful Comedy Podcast. I am singing a song right now. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to listen to Successful Comedy Podcast? Yeah.